0: Welcome listeners to episode number 11 of the Andrew Food for Thought podcast. Um, This episode uh, is being recorded in the Castro neighborhood, kind of in between uh, the Castro and the Mission on 16th Street. And my guest today is Cece Weaver, and um, she lives close by to this neighborhood. And today we're gonna be talking about this area and San Francisco and just some of her uh, favorite uh, restaurants and places to go around the city. Um, So to kick it off, um, Cece, do you wanna talk about this place and um, your experience here, and what made you decide to choose it today?
1: I visited this place once before and really liked the desserts. It's fairly new, I love the atmosphere and vibe. It's different from pretty much anything I've seen in San Francisco, and I'm not a huge dessert person, but the desserts here like are really good and really unique. Um, so yeah, I thought it would be a really cool place to just bring a friend, plus it's really hot today, so <laughs> what better way to have dessert on a super hot day?
0: And do you want to share about what's on the menu and the things that we ordered today? So we got a, um, a strawberry cheesecake type of dessert and also a like shaved ice uh, meringue type of dessert. So do you want to share about like what you thought about them and, and also like what else is on the menu?
1: Yeah, so for what we ordered... Uh, The two, the strawberry cheesecake dessert was really good. So it had whipped cream, bits of cheesecake in it, and some, I think, shave ice in it, and then some condensed milk syrup thing on the side, but that was really delicious. And then we got this marshmallow meringue type of thing, which is interesting. He lit it on fire, and... Uh, to kind of toast the marshmallow on the outside. And we I think when I bit into it, it was it's different. The textures were, were different. Like to have marshmallow and, and shave ice in one bite was different. I probably wouldn't order it again, but it was a cool experience to see it lit on fire. The rest of the menu is really cool. They have like crepe cakes, um, matcha. They have this volcano dry ice thing with chocolate and a lot of shave ice desserts and then also they have tea and refresher drinks and I think a couple of like matcha, matcha type drinks. Um, it's Asian inspired, so that it's like Japanese, Korean um, infused type of things. And they really push like the mango. I think mango sticky rice and mango honey toast are really big here. That was one of the things that the waiter suggested. Um, so yeah, a lot of different things. The the whole center of it or core is Asian inspired, but very is very unique. Um, the the feel of every dessert.
0: I think looking at the menu I noticed that they kind of have it sectioned off into maybe three or four types of desserts like the toast, the shaves ice, the crepe cakes. And but it's also like they don't overwhelm you with options. Like there's maybe, I don't know, fifteen or ten to fifteen options on the menu, so it's not it's like they can stick to what they do well but they still give you some different options uh, to choose from. And I think this place is really cool. Just, like, specialize in desserts because I don't, I haven't been to any places like this really in the city. Like, I've maybe been to, like, an ice cream shop. There's, like, a lot of ice cream places, but not somewhere where you can, like, specialize in desserts or uh, cakes or things like that. Um, or also, like, a lot of bakeries around the city. Like, there's a lot of places where you can find that. So, yeah, I think I was also surprised by the shaved ice meringue thing that we had uh, because because there was... Just not a lot of uh, variety of flavors. It's like maybe six inches high and then it's just like nothing but ice as you keep going down uh, with the meringue on the outside. But it was really cool to see them light it on fire. And uh, we'll post a little video of that when we when we put this on uh, Instagram and on Facebook. Right now we're like in between the Castro and the Mission area and you live pretty close to here. Uh, so how would you describe this neighborhood just in terms of like what it's like to live here and also like your favorite restaurants to go to?
1: So I've been living in Twin Peaks for about a year and a half, and we're about a mile up from Castro, Noe Valley, and the Mission, and it's just really neat um, to kind of be up in Twin Peaks in the hills, but be able to come down and be right in the city. So we love the neighborhood, it feels safe, and especially in the Castro, where... Um, There's just a bunch of things you can experience. And you have so many restaurants, so many shops. And then you have Noe Valley, which is a little bit quieter, but also a cute little neighborhood that people don't explore. And then, of course, the Mission, which everyone knows. So everything is within about 5 to 10 minutes away on a bus. So we really love living out here. Um, Some of my personal favorites, specifically in the Castro, are... Uh, Which is probably right next or no literally right next door to where we're at called kitchen story And I don't think they're like in any way together with the same owner But it's called kitchen story and it has like the best deep-fried french toast for brunch So you have to come and like on a weekday where there's no line Um, It's really good another place is there's a sushi place where they have the floating sushi that goes in a circle on a boat And it's really small, but it's called, I think it's Warakabune Sushi. Um, It's really tiny in there, but it's so good. Good quality sushi. Um, Also a line to get in there, so you have to get in early. And then, oh, another place with really good paella is a place called Beso, B-E-S-O. And they have a huge plate of paella, I think for like, between 20 to 25 bucks which is like i feel like it's really good price um and and it fills up like i think you can feed three people on it um but it's really good and it's like i think it's like a wine bar too with dinner so and it's really intimate so it's like a really good date spot um but yeah those are the three that kind of if i were to bring anybody new or anyone visiting those would be like the three in this neighborhood that i would probably bring people for for one of those meals. So it sounds
0: like the neighborhood has like a variety of, of good options and you can find a lot of different kinds of food. I'm kind of curious about the sushi restaurant that you mentioned. Like I've, I've been to one where it's more of like a conveyor belt and it's just like going around in a circle and you just like grab any kind that you want off of the conveyor belt and, and you can eat that, um, you know, you're sitting kind of at a counter. So, the sushi restaurant that you mentioned, um, how does it work? Like, do you put in a specific order that they send your way, or are they just like sending random pieces of sushi, like, on, on the boat, like, through the restaurant?
1: So, it's similar what, to what you said. So, they're putting kind of just random things on around the circle, on, like on the belt, uh, uh, apparently, and you just grab, but you can also order, like, a la carte so that they can just bring it to you, um, but the, obviously, the experience is to be able to grab them, and they have good ones on there, too. Um, it's not just, like, basic sushi, so... Um, I don't, I, I, forget. I don't think I've ever ordered like an a la carte there. I've always grabbed off the boat because it was really good. Uh, really good sushi that they were offering right off the belt.
0: It's like very quick. Like it's easy to just like walk in there and you can get your sushi quickly. And uh, it's also just like a cool experience. It's like different from what you'd find at a lot of restaurants. Um, so I know that you are like originally from the Bay Area, like nearby in Vallejo. And you've lived in San Francisco for a few years now. Uh, So, what other neighborhoods have you been in, and how would you say that those neighborhoods compare to where you're at now, um, both just like with the culture of the neighborhood and also just like the restaurants that you like?
1: I've been in San Francisco specifically for 10 years, and I've lived, before living in Twin Peaks, uh, we were living in like Lower Knob Hill, kind of Tenderloin Lower Knob Hill, Um, and then before that... Uh, I was living in in Ingleside, which is also, like, next to SF State. So, more, like, Ocean Avenue near the beach type. Um, And all three neighborhoods are completely different. I mean, before living in Twin Peaks, we were in Lower Knob Hill. And Lower Knob Hill slash Tenderloin is right next to Union Square. It's got, like, mom-and-pop restaurants there. It's even got high-end restaurants there and a ton of bars. One of my favorites in Lower Knob Hill tenderloin was called mama B- mama's bun me's and they were just a mom and pop place right next to us on levin Geary and leavenworth and they're closed down now and i think they moved but i'm not sure where but they had like the best bun me's for like less than five bucks made to order super fresh and i really miss them because they were right next door to where we live and we would just get it on the way home um trying to think not a lot that we used to go to there in in ingleside sf state we would order from a chinese restaurant called emmy's which is really good we would never eat inside we would always order in but they it was always good quality chinese food you would never go wrong huge fresh pot stickers really good just you know your basics you know chow mein fried rice you know um What is it? General chicken. You know, the basic Chinese food, but it's so good. Um, And they're right on ocean. And we would always order in, even though they're, like, only a couple blocks away from us. Um, But, yeah, those vibes were all different. Like, I kind of... If I were to choose, I think Twin Peaks are just where we're at now. Because we have access to so many neighborhoods now. Um, I would say this is, like, where... my my favorite kind of, where, where I'm living now would be my favorite place because I have access to three different neighborhoods within five to seven minutes away and so many different restaurants in just those three neighborhoods alone. So, yeah, it's been a really cool experience being able to live in all, pretty much all over the city, like kind of like a triangle of the city and seeing the different things that are popping up And the number of restaurants that you can go to within a mile
0: and for those uh, that aren't familiar with San Francisco so Twin Peaks is up on a hill and at the base of the hill it's basically like different neighborhoods on different sides so if you go down the hill you have easy access to a different neighborhood depending on like which way you go down like the Mission on one side or Castro on the other and so like before you lived here or like even before you lived in like lower knob hill would you say that you were familiar with those neighborhoods like do you venture out to other neighborhoods around the city um, or like do you tend to kind of like stick in the area where you live and then like as you've moved different places you've gotten to know those neighborhoods a lot better
1: kind of both i'm i know what i like here in this neighborhood so when we moved here, like I wanted to explore what was in the in these neighborhoods, but I'm also an adventurer, so I like to try new things so it's hard to kind of pick favorites for me because I'm always looking for like something different or something new or something unique so Dessert Story's been here for over a year and I've only been here, this is only my second time here you know and I live literally five minutes away. Kitchen Story, I've only been there twice but I like I love it so I would consider that a favorite even though I've only been there twice because there's something new opening in San Francisco all the time and for someone like me who gets distracted easily like I will always want to go to somewhere new so I've been able to explore in different neighborhoods but for the most part like if I were to if I'm being lazy I'll go to like my go-to's you know there's there's a, a small mexican spot right on church church and market and it's called el castillo's and it's just another mom and pop it's another taqueria you know like there's so many taquerias here in in san francisco plus being down the street from the mission but because it's close by it's dependable the prices are good and like huge burritos like that's one of our go-tos here in in our neighborhood but every now and then we'll go to a mexican restaurant in the mission you know Pancho Villa, El are all super popular in a couple another couple minutes away from us
0: so you, you lived here in San Francisco for about 10 years and then uh, you grew up in Vallejo so Vallejo is not too far away from here it's kind of like sort of in the East Bay but further north um, how, how would you describe Vallejo like what is the food scene like there and what, what did you enjoy like eating when you were growing up there
1: Vallejo is a very small town, and it it doesn't have a. F- I personally wouldn't say it has its own food scene. And we've I grew up on it. It's got a, a big Filipino population there, so we eat at Filipino restaurants. But we'd also eat a lot of American food, like hot dogs and burgers and. And so growing up on that food, we would always go to the same places because there was, it's not like, definitely not like San Francisco where there was something new opening all the time. So we would hit our like main three. So there's like a place in Vallejo. If you guys ever go to Vallejo, go to a place called Sax Hot Dogs. It's got a yellow, yellow roof, so you can't miss it. But Saks Hot Dogs, it's basic but it's so good it's hot dog covered in cheese with tomatoes and it's like really good um or bud's burgers it's the most basic burger but it's so good and those would be like the two places that we would go to all the time um it was right across the street from my middle school so yeah those would be the couple of places they never change and there was one more that we went to Called combos express and it's just a basic chinese place kind of like panda express but best salt and pepper chicken there so vallejo is not like the it's not going to be like um like the coolest city to visit there is discovery kingdom there but if you guys ever pass through there definitely try and visit one of those three places because you're going to get something that you can't get in san francisco
0: so if you're going to the hot dog stand like what are the options that they would have there like is it pretty much just like here's a hot dog choose your toppings or do they like customize and have like special um, hot dogs that you'll get like with certain toppings on them
1: it was pretty basic so you would definitely choose your toppings but it wasn't anything uh, dramatic it's like cheese tomatoes I think you could put chili on it and onions and that was it. But they were jumbo hot dogs. Buns were soft, and then you get a bag of chips and a soda. And it was cheap. I I, I think they're like under five bucks for the whole thing. And they're huge, but they drench it with cheese and so there's no menu it's just choose your toppings and call it a day but i swear to you there's always a line on the weekends and you're like what is that place and you're like that's a hot dog place everyone knows sex
0: i think i've only uh eaten in vallejo one time and it was when there was like a group of us um we were like driving through uh coming from like lake tahoe and we stopped in vallejo and went to this Filipino restaurant that kind of like had different hot foods um, and then you choose like what you want and I ordered like a whole fish like with the bones and the eyeballs and everything and just like picked off the fish and like had it with a side of rice so like, that was my experience of Fly I I also, like, did an episode uh, on my podcast with my brother. We, we were in Chicago and we talked about all, the, all of our favorite foods growing up, like, visiting there. So it's, like, the exact same thing. And it's not fancy. It's, like, pizza. It's, like, beef sandwiches, stuff like that. But it's, like, what you remember, what brings back the memories. Um, and then, like, now that you've been in San Francisco. Has it changed your view of, like, restaurants or of, like, your own preferences of, like, the things that you most enjoy eating?
1: Being in San Francisco, because there's just so much to choose from, and, like, I'm like a goldfish. I just never land on the same place, so it's hard to choose favorites. It's hard to kind of land on... A place that I like I would go to all the time but I love it because it keeps me exploring and it keeps me searching it takes me longer to pick out a place it takes my husband is opposite of me so he always, he's like I'll go to the same place every day and I'm like no we need to go to a new place so it takes me longer to choose a place to eat but the best part about, I think, San Francisco is that you can get such a wide range of different foods, different atmospheres, and it's it's about the food, but I feel like it's also about the experience and the atmosphere. For example, like a dessert story, like it's an experience. Like, yeah, the, the marshmallow meringue thing wasn't as, like, good, but they lit it on fire, and I thought that was pretty cool, you know, and the presentation is really neat. Would I order it again? No. But would I come back? Yes. So it's stuff like that where I feel like food for me is an experience on top of the quality and the flavor and just the new taste of, of what the restaurant's offering. Um, yeah, but I there's no place that I can think of. And we've, we've traveled a few places, but I, the city, like I love living in the city just for that experience alone. It's, you can get so many different experiences within a seven by seven radius like the fact that there's Filipino restaurants here now and that that's growing that's really neat Um, and they're just small restaurants but they're doing it right and when you find a restaurant that does it right you appreciate it that much more
0: the, the diversity in San Francisco is definitely like something that really stands out, and I think I heard that in the city, like 20% of the population is international, um, so you just have so many different um, countries that are all coming together, and that gives you the variety of restaurants to choose from, and also just like the neighborhoods, you'll see distinct um, experiences or types of restaurants depending on what neighborhood that you're in, so that makes a big difference as well. Um, so what would you say are like your three favorite foods uh, at the moment or like if I know you you said that like um, sometimes it's hard to pick favorites but if you had to pick something that like you that you really enjoy like what would you say?
1: My number number one right now is tacos. Like I love, and not not anything extravagant. Just your basic taco with the small, like street tacos, small tortillas with the meat, cilantro, and onions, and lime on top with a little bit of hot sauce. I can eat those all day, any day. I think they're just easy and simple, and you can't really go wrong with tacos. Um, another one is um, a food truck in Hawaii called Giovanni's Shrimp Truck, and I wanted to recreate the shrimp. And so I cook the shrimp and it's butter garlic shrimp. And um, I've been cooking it for about six months now and I probably cook it maybe once either weekly or bi-weekly because they're so it's so easy, it's so uh, good and it's whole 30. So if any of you are on a diet, like it's whole 30 approved, if you use ghee as your substitution for the butter. Um and what else? Tocino I just which I just cooked today, which is kind of like a sweet pork. Um, but really like a Filipino breakfast now that I'm like really thinking about it, like you, there's a place here in San Francisco called Silogs. And if there's any Filipino listeners, Sologs is like um, a, a meat, garlic-fried rice and eggs. And it's a staple for Filipino breakfast. And so they have... Um, Ticino is an option, which is like a sweet pork or a sweet chicken. Langanisa, which is also another type of pork. Um, or beef. And those are like it's like a comfort food for me you know so i'll either cook it at home or there's filipino restaurants in san francisco that now offer it or even in Daly city um and when you like really want some filipino comfort food like you go for the filipino breakfast um it's so good and you can't go wrong and it's it also reminds me of home
0: well, thank you so much for, uh, you know, sharing about your neighborhood and, um, you know, your hometown and your favorite foods. Like, I know that there's now a lot of places in, like, Castro Missionary that I'm going to have to check out. I've, I don't think I've been to any of the restaurants on this street. So, like, checking out Dessert Story was great. I'll definitely have to come back. Um, and, and all the restaurants that you mentioned, like the paella, the sushi, like, uh, those are, like, new places that I'm going to have to go check out now. Uh, so, yeah, thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast today.
1: This is really fun. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And the desserts were really good. Yeah.
0: And thank you, listeners, uh, for tuning in to another episode. Uh, Feel free to give feedback on the podcast, and we will see you next time.